Until you have been victimized or exported by this prisoner, please contact customer service at 855-466. All subject matter in the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you rat bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Bobby, I, well, you're you're being a little bit cantankerous today. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Well, what, I mean, you know this already. This isn't. I didn't just get off the, on the phone with you. I, I don't. Talk, I, don't I, I don't get how you get uh, you get down and depressed, and you get all hyped, and then you get all fucking uh, cantankerous. Like you just want to fuck with people. Oh, here we go. I get it. All right. So, uh, greetings from the prison industrial complex. <laughs> This is the Notes from the Pen podcast, where silent chicken is a thing. I am Captain Friedrich Lechners, and along behind the boat, in the boat wake with me, is your favorite captain, or convict in this case, Jeez. Chino. <laughs> this is a show, this is the way the show is going to be today, viewers. Pay, pay, pay attention. This is not an anomaly. This is how... It's going. I'm feeling, uh, as Jeremy would say, cantankerous. More like red-assed. Brash. Um, I th- okay, so you want to know what the, 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 we didn't, this is new territory. So if I ever, you know, it's been a long time since I've partaken, right? But one of the reasons I don't is because when I do, any mind-changing part partaking, there's about a three, four, five, however many day period where I'm just like on the like, it's a hangover, but it's not a physical thing. It's more like a, a mental, like just bummed out. I don't know. And so I think with the today, like I'm full and I've, I've had the uh, heartburn so bad for about the past week and I, my appetite's been gone. I don't think I've talked to you about this. I talked to old mama, see about this. A bunch. I don't know what's going on. I'm eating handfuls of Tums, but today I actually feel fine. I worked out today. I feel fine. And, uh, you know, there's a part, and we kind of talked about this on the last one, of a, of a little aspect that, like, oh, yeah, I've been fighting to stay off the radar. I'm on the radar. And so uh, just feeling like I did a couple of years ago. And so uh, I'm purposely feeling feisty today. I mean, I'm feeling feisty, and I'm probably purposely going to uh, make it as difficult on you to keep me behind the boat. Today. That's just how I'm feeling. Haven't noticed. Me and the other viewers had not noticed at all. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I guess I'll allow you to do that. I'll, I'll let you do that. No, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, because I'm allowing it. Yeah, no, no, but I'm, you know, I'm already going to do it before you give me. I can see, uh, listeners, you, viewers, you understand that <laughs> this is a sort of a documentary style podcast where I'm not allowed to participate in shtick, but I noticed that once in a while, I think I can get by with it. I don't have anything planned or written down, but, um, yeah, if this thing, um, starts to list a little bit, then, uh, she's going to list and that's just, uh, how it's going to be. 
So without a major topic, hey, we could have a, you know, I don't want to do a major topic. Let's just do uh, some listener questions and maybe they'll uh, lead into a deeper topic. So uh, I got a whole list. I've got a volume of Ashley Bell. She's um, kind enough to send us lots of questions. And a lot of times I can't get to them because I'm nowhere near my iPad. And today I'm in the dining room studios. Um, and I have the iPad in front of me. So how about um, does Bobby have a pre-plan if anything happens and he winds up in the hole? Like does someone call his mom or, you know, et cetera? Yeah, always. If you're a convict, you always make sure that uh, someone has your emergency contact info and they, they're instructed on what to do. And it's usually just a call, like, look, you're not going to hear from uh, old Bobby C. for an indeterminate amount of time. Don't be too worried about it. He went to the box for whatever reason. So, yeah, there's there's a, a fail-safe there. Or are they? Or do you normally give instructions? So, who's your fail-safe guy? <clears throat> currently, Mexican. Okay. Mexican. Old nine finger, and you're currently a little. Changed. Yeah, you're currently a little bit mad at the nine finger. Do you want to get into that now, or is that a little too fresh? No, we can get into. It. I'm not mad at him. Yeah, you're just disappointed. Yeah. It's like sincerely disappointed. Like genu- Like can't remember the last time I was disappointed. And someone. Yeah, so what he did was, the viewers know how personal my uh, story is in my case and shit. And uh, there's nothing, I'm not ashamed about it or anything, but it's personal, so I share it when it's useful to people, when it can help people, but it's real personal for me. So I want to I be in control of like when it's delivered to who it's delivered to. And so a time arose when the Nine Finger Mexican was talking about his case and like some mental health issues and suicide and shit like that. And I said, this is one of those opportunities to tell this story that it might be able to help someone. So I tell them, and I always give a preamble, which is very similar to what I just said. Um, this is personal to me. I don't just tell everyone. This isn't for everyone, you know, and they know that. And and the viewers who know the story would just assume anyways, right, about that story. Like, yeah, this is, especially in a place like where, like prison where you don't go blabbing your mouth about even like small things. So there's a heightened sense of that. So that plus with the, the type of story it is, you would already know. But also I may, I say that to people. I said that to him. And uh, when I went up for family court the other day, someone I, I know and I fuck with to an extent, I've been in another joint with him, was asking like, hey, what do you go up there for? Because everyone's fucking nosy. And uh, he went on to explain like my entire fucking case to this guy. So where he told me that, and uh, when the yard was closed, I go, wait, what? Like, we're literally walking up the stairs because the yard's closed. And I go, wait, what? Why wouldn't you just tell him all my charges? Like, what? And then we lock down, and I'm sitting in my room house, and I'm like, what the fuck? Is... And then old boy who he told comes down when the yard opens and comes to my son. He's like, look, bro, I don't want you to think I was asking. And da 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 And I seen the nine-finger at child, and I said, listen, bro, I can't believe you did that. Like, I don't know what to think. I don't know what the fuck this is. Like, I don't believe you were being malicious, right? There's two options. You're being malicious or you're incredibly stupid and you can't be trusted. Like, what? I don't even know. I just felt super, super betrayed. Like, how could you ever think that that was okay? And he told him the whole... It's not like he actually said, oh, he did, and then stopped himself. He told a whole fucking 10-minute long story without my... You know what I mean? And... 
you got to really be able to trust people in here and not just in the sense that like, like you got to be able to trust that someone has a head on their shoulders and can, can infer simple shit. Like that doesn't, everything doesn't have to be explained, but this was even explained to him. And so I just, I, I swear to God, I'm not mad at him. I just feel like I don't know what to do with this info other than what could have prevented this. The only thing I can think of is I never should have, and I told him this, I never should have told you. And which makes me question my, like, I don't know what to do with you now. Like, you can't explain, and I mentioned this to you before, and you tried to, like, kind of play devil's advocate, which of which I would hear none of, right? Well, I think I'm still on Toro's side. All right, I'm not on Toro's side. I am still uh, playing devil's advocate just to be a jackass. But I have some questions about this. The dude he told came and mentioned it to you, right? Yeah, because after after I, sh- like, shamed him, he was, like, all fucked up about it and was like, hey, boy, I guess what was supposed And old boy who it was was like, yeah, like, two seconds into it, I knew you weren't supposed to be telling me that. But yeah, go ahead. So Toro told on himself first. He came to Dada and was like, hey, well, I shouldn't say that. I, I might have fucked up. No, no, no. He No, he didn't do it like that. He did it, like, nonchalantly in telling me that he was asking about while I was over there and he just said and so I told him what you're in you know I didn't feel like a confession like it felt like he just said it like he wasn't like it was no big deal but knowing him it might have been him like his way of I, I can't believe he can go through a 10 minute spiel to old boy and he can't fill you know three minutes on the phone with me like, it, well, the only thing he's good at talking about is shit he's not supposed to be talking about? I guess so, man. I mean, that does seem off the for him. I guess so. And and it, it fucks me up because I like him. And then he pulled me aside and he's like, can we talk? And then he's like, listen, I don't have many friends. And I look up to blah, blah, whatever, whatever. And this is like a case, though, where I understand that. And on a piece of paper, I would like to say, I would like to check the box. Would you? Can you forgive and forget to, the shit that he did? Check. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, I would love to do that. Like, but that's—I don't feel like that. I genuinely don't feel like that. Like, I feel like it changed it between us, and I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? I don't. This isn't like something that's like this principle. No, this is like how I feel it in my chest. You know what I mean? So done shit since then, right? Like when I cooked up the other day, I went and gave him a burrito here, but there's been no kickets. Mm. I'm always fascinated by the tickets and the social obligation you have to like come out in the yard and hang out. Are you, if you don't do that and you just hang out by yourself in your cell or, you know, you, you, you're, if you're super introverted and you don't want to be around people, are you looked at differently? Like you must be yeah. scared to be around us. So you're not cool. You're lame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Where people are like, man, what's his deal? And then, like, if for whatever reason, if someone's just in their feet, like Lefty, who was here, used to always be in his feelings, and, like, like I'd blaze him. And he'd be there talking shit, too, but I'd blaze him, just roast him. And then he'd, he'd everyone would lavish, and then he'd go in. And he's like one of the guys where it seems like everything's good, and then I wouldn't see him for four days. And then when he'd come out, I'd be like, well, what the fuck, man? I sent you in for four days this time. And he's like, no, I had an ingrown, this is real. I had an ingrown toe toenail bro and I just didn't feel but you can tell he was sad <laughs> I mean, 
And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So we would always be like, damn, are you okay? And, and it's like, you know, it's that like ribbing where you don't bother someone. You're like, hey, man, it's okay to be out here. I'm like, we're going to protect you. <laughs> and they're like, shut the fuck up. But yeah, there's a thing where it said derogatorily, like if someone's like, who? They're describing someone. And they're like, oh, he, he never comes out of the cell. You know, um, but with the kick, it's with me now that I'm not like fraternity orient, uh, oriented, you got to check in at certain times. And, uh, since I don't have to do that, my own personality is I just shoot out when I feel like shooting out and I just do what I do when I, and this is going to, there's no way this isn't going to come off slightly douchey, but, uh, it's more like I'll go sit on something and then the, the usual suspects will like kind of converge around me, which is great, I guess, but there's times where you have one minute remaining. I kind of feel like being my, by myself right now. And then just, you know what I mean? But the nine fingers, a lot more puppy dog about it. Right. I, I don't know if we talked about this on a show where I had to tell him like, Hey bro, you can't like, just keep following me. Like you got to go like you're being stifled socially because you're just attached to my, like go do other shit. You know, you got to talk to other people. Yeah, I don't remember if that was on the uh, if that ever made it on the podcast either. Where you have to be like, no, dude, you got that homeboy that you go kick it with, and you guys talk about uh, wrenching on uh, tractor trailers or you know diesel stuff. Go go talk to him. You know, develop some personality. Figure out how to talk to people yeah. and make friends and be a little bit more gregarious. Yeah, and that's one of the things that was so great about Joe. It's like we would both complain about getting each other's time, right? And so I'd be like, damn, you don't even want to kick it? And he'd be like, man, you don't even have time for Because he's off doing his thing. You drop Joe anywhere, and he's running around or whatever. And, you know, I got my own thing going on, too. So um, there was never. Thank you for using GTL. This is a prepaid call from. I was only able to get you so straight, Marshall. Marshall's on the phone next to me. Yeah. Here's not Tell old, old Mama Chop that I straightened you out metaphorically, but not sexually. <laughs> He's never been straight. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So, yeah, I did have to uh, do that to him, to tell him to go. Uh, um, what, was, what did I start calling him? Blossom. I started calling him Blossom. I'm like, you need to go Blossom, man. Spread your wings. I didn't do it asshole or so. I was like, listen, bro, you're just at this point, like, this is becoming like a crutch for you. You're like, you're like up under my fucking wing for real. Like, go out there and make friends. You know, you're gonna get out soon. You didn't have a bunch of friends when you're out there. You got. I know prison made you better at this shit, but you're like, you're plateauing. Go do something. You're just on. Get away from me for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta. Do your own thing at some point. Yeah, he's peaking at codependency. Yay! Yay! Just high hopes. Yeah. High hopes. So, I mean, right. with this uh, new development, this new, um, you know, big time drama now developing in Nine Block, does that mean you're gonna have to give somebody else like the number to call St. Producer in case something happens? Is Blaze gonna take that over? No, Blaze is just too... I mean, he will get one, but I'm going to have to spread it out. I'm going to give it to uh, a little young child, little Kelly Bundy, too. Okay, so listen, though. I go and stop and check on uh, the, the Swarthy one, who's on LOP forever. And uh, I'm like, what's up? You good? And he goes, hey, hey man, what's... He's like, yeah, yeah, Hey, are you still mad at Toro? And I'm like, I'm not fucking... Why? He's like, he says everyone's acting weird towards him. 
Like, they won't say what's up. Like, he'll say what's up, they'll just ignore him. I go, that's in his head, man. No one knows about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one knows. Like, I haven't told anyone. Right. And, and, and if people did know, they wouldn't be like, well, now I'm not going to reciprocate a hell. You know what I mean? Uh, or what's up for him? And so we, I caught him coming back from town. I was like, hey, man, I heard you think like everyone. He's like, here's what's it's weird. Maybe it's in my head. I'm like, it's definitely in your head. It's definitely in your fucking head. Stop being a goddamn weirdo. And I said, listen, I, and I verbalized basically what I just said to you. I was like, I don't have, like, I'm not mad at you, but I just don't know what to do. And he, and when he spun a lap with me, he said a bunch of the shit that I needed him to know. He was that he's aware of already. He's like, I know trust is a good thing that's earned and blah, blah, blah. And like I said, I wish I wish I felt different. I just don't feel different. I feel like, nope, I just don't. And there's been other situations with him, but it's unfortunate. I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I don't feel good about it either. Yeah, I, 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 I I'm, I'm rooting for him, but you know, you, you can't. What are you going around telling stories that you're not supposed to tell? And then, and then I can just see him. Like outside of his of Blaze's like the bars, there's bars in the front too, right? Because you're in single man, man cells in a hundred year old uh, facility, and he's got like his back to the bars, and Blaze's like in his cell, like what the fuck's going on? And Toro's like, you know, uh, like got his heel off the ground and kind of twisting his foot, and he's on the ball of one foot, you know, and he's like, uh, so Blaze, oh. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh, poo. You know, I don't think anybody likes you. Marshall, I said Marshall, I said hello from across the yard at a very low decibel, and yet he didn't say hi back. I I think, I don't know. And, you know, Blaze is probably like, what? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah, Blaze is, though, as much as his bluster is, he's a, he's a fucking softy. I mean... Until you fuck him over, then he'll just totally write you off. But he's a softie, so he wants to fix it. And he's like, you know, I don't be. And I'm like, well. but he understands, though. You know, he's a convict. He knows. He, he's like, yeah, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, but he's also on LOP and got nobody to talk to. So he's probably like, well, let's figure this out, Toro. I'm here for you. Yeah, he's happy when anyone's over there. He's over there shirtless, all 114 pounds of him. <laughs> Here's nipples in prison with little pieces of like the comb through each one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't, I don't uh, like. I don't like it. Fred interruption. <laughs> you pierce your nips in prison uh, to. Uh, I, I, this is hard to compute. I with, don't know. If, I, don't like, know if it, I don't know if it happened in here. I don't know if it happened when he was out when he made it out the last bit or what. But you got to find some sort of knickknack to to keep keep the piercings open, I guess. So you you tear off a piece of your comb and just jam it through there. Yeah, they're just like little black bars, and they're just. I, I've never had, you know, I've had like you know a punk rock phase where I was had piercings and shit, and I was uh, I was always like had a hard stance on guys with nipple piercings. I was like, no, don't. That's not. What are you gonna get a belly button? Like, what's next? You got a big belly button pierce? What's happening? You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Well, great. I don't don't accept it. I do not accept it. I just want you to know that he knows that I don't accept it, and that I shit on him every chance I get for it. Andrew Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, if you're listening, I accept you. 
I'm totally okay with dudes with pierced nips. Doesn't bother me at all. You do whatever you want. It's your body. Bobby, some sort of uh, authoritarian that wants to tell people what to do with their own body. Are you uh, pro-lifer now? Is that what's going on? I'm not going to tell him he can't. I'm not going to tell him he can't do it. But I'm actually glad he has done it. It gives me more fodder. And the show as well. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to have to hit him with that. Like, wh- who's he trying to impress? What's, what, what, hey, What's about? Hey, Barb, check this out. I know I can't take my shirt off, but you can see through my my blues that, yeah, you, can you know. You see through his T-shirt. Yeah. I also have other nicknames for him. He rarely wears a T-shirt. It's, um, I mean, he wore a sweatshirt. Uh, Freddie, uh, Johnny Sweatshirt and Captain Toothpick is, like, two of his other nicknames I've I, that's what I call him. Both of those things. He's always he's got an ornamental toothpick, and uh, which he constantly gets constant shit from me about. And uh, he wears a sweatshirt until it's like swelter. He's like working out in a sweatshirt. Yeah. Are sweatshirts allowed to have hoods in prison? You allowed to have a hoodie? No. No. Well, what what if your head's cold? Oh, you then you get the little beanies. Yeah, everyone's got the, they call them clown hats with the shitty orange ones. I don't got you know you know I got uh, your two veins exclusive shit that you can't get no more. Oh, good segue to the next question. He's mentioned that he has some nice things like clothes and such. How do you get things like that? Are Christmas gifts a thing? <laughs> no, Christmas gifts aren't a thing. We get a Christmas bag every year, like a, taken out of the PBF, which is paid for by our family members, um, as far as, like, the stores, the, the commissary we go to, they take percentages out of that. The pop machines, they take percentages out of that. When our families come on visits, they jack the prices up on the vending machines, take the money out of that. So it's really us paying for it for ourselves. No, um, you can order certain things, right? Uh, I want to know what's in the bag. What's in the Christmas bag? You get fish steaks? What's, different what's... every year. What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, no, you get, like, a little... Like little Christmas shit, like little cookies and um, I think I like those little pudding things, uh, little individual like packets of peanut butter and uh, jelly, uh, like a mint, uh, like a peppermint stick, uh, like some individual shots of Maxwell coffee, a bag, of, a little bag of chips, shit like that. Okay. Capital. But, uh, cat. Yeah, but it's uh, we're actually going to get a Corona release package they've been talking about forever um tomorrow on wednesday if it ever ends up showing up and it's uh it's supposedly a ten dollar supposedly a ten dollar bag of like random shit like that so people are selling theirs but a lot of people have already sold theirs for whatever in the moment credit but um so the way you get nice shit is you order it off of uh catalogs but then there's some things they discontinue things right so there will be a certain pair of nikes you can get for two years and then they're off the list they're not approved anymore you can't get those same with uh, sweats and, and all that. And uh, when you have a locked account, account like me, $50 a month, you got to shoot moves. To um, You either got to go to store on other people's shit or do transfers or whatever and save yours up. Or you uh, do the inverse of that and you uh, shoot money to people's accounts and have them order shoes and shit for you. I got... I I look at the property in here like an investment. So like people always want to buy property from me with obviously it would be with food, but that food goes away. You eat that and then it's gone. And you know, I, I've never liked selling any of my property. I've got a couple pairs of shoes, a couple pair, two pairs of Nikes, a pair of Columbia boots, 
a pair of uh, Nike sandals, the slip-on ones with the white check, and Nike on the front. I got two sweat outfits, a fleece coat, um, a couple hats, watch. I got, you know, I got, I got stuff. I got property. I got nice property. So the watch that does it. So how do how do you get a battery for that watch? Uh, you got to order one. It's a whole process. I've been trying. I was just supposed to get a, a watch from somebody that was just leaving. Uh, that left this morning, which didn't happen, and I was just gonna throw that battery in there. You can see, like when you order a battery, you got to go fill out a disbursement, you got to turn it in, you got to wait a couple weeks from them to process it, you got to wait for them to send it out, you got to wait. You think like a couple month long thing, which would have been smart if I did two months ago, but instead I'm like, I'll find one on the yard, um, they're off the streets, as they say, um, and uh, so I haven't and. I got a nice like Indiglow Timex watch that you can't. I don't know when it was ever when it was ever approved. I've never seen someone with another one in here. And uh, so that's yeah. So I got that, but it's not it's out of commission right now. So, but they, you know, I, I have a feeling like a lot of viewers out there picture us and like like when you go on visits, you got to wear state blues. I don't ever wear. I'm actually wearing state blue pants right now because it's kind of chilly. But I picture like viewers because I, I probably thought like this too when I would picture people in prison I'd picture them in their prison uniforms and uh, I'm never dressed like that I'm usually wearing sweats or t-shirts or whatever shorts and stuff right unless you're doing something official you don't they don't make you wear blues yeah yeah so like I don't wear my state shoes the little cardboard black ones I don't I only wear those on like, like visits like when you have to wear them I thought you wore them to the shower. Yeah, yeah, yep. I do wear them to the shower, but just up and back. I don't like wear them around. Right. And, uh, you think there's this weird thing that happens, and it's like you think like, oh, when you're in prison, everyone looks the same, and everyone has the same shit. That's not true. And you you immediately fall back into like, oh, he's a poor kid. You know what I mean? He's wearing like all state shit, and you don't even. I think a lot of people don't even consciously make that um, assessment in their head. They just it's just just subconsciously I notice shit like that I'm like oh he's wearing all state and there's like this thing where you actually feel like like even I feel and I don't give a shit as far as like judging other people or anything like that but there's a thing that you feel like oh he must be a bum like people don't fuck with him his family doesn't like him or he's whatever no one's sending him money therefore he's unlovable mm-hmm. so therefore I don't even want to see isn't true of course not but I could I guess I could see where you would you, oh, ha ha! Your parents didn't love you. Ha ha! What a lame. Yeah, it's not a thought like I sit down on and turn in anything, but I can like feel how that could be a thing. You hear people say that to people all the time. Like you, you ain't got shit. You <laughs> wearing stay shit. That's what they call it. Oh, you can clown somebody for it. So poor catfish. That was yeah, just yeah. more to more to clown him about. I gave Catfish a pair of old Afilas I had, like my first pair of shoes and shit. I just gave them to him. So I would, like, keep them looking somewhat, you know what I mean? He'd be strutting around in Afilas. They were like the Air Force Ones with the strap up top. <laughs> right. Like the old school flights and shit. But, yeah, that's a thing. It sucks. All right, I got another question for you. From the, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I didn't really short time. All right, so when it comes to certain dietary restrictions – like being vegan or diabetic, uh, any of that type of stuff, are they? Is the institution in any way accommodating? Yeah, yep. There's a vegan diet. 
that you have to um, answer questions to get on. Like, so you can have a Buddhist diet, and you have to answer. You have one minute remaining. To prove you're actually a Buddhist. So, like, uh, it's I guess it's simple. Like, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, like shit like that. And some some definitions, but it's it's a it used to be good. You used to be able to get on a kosher diet, and you would you would eat like all kosher foods. So you would have like good cold cuts, but they got rid of it and um, figured that if you do vegan, there's no mixing of uh, you know meat and milk and shit like that. So technically, that's kosher, and so uh, they just give every which is just garbage, man. So that's the bean patties, awesome. stuff like that. Oh, uh, they get their shit in like a separate styrofoam thing, and it's whatever. The bread they get's better. They get better bread and uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just garbage. Hmm. All right. You, last time you brought up the different religious stuff, uh, you didn't act like you uh, that they really accommodated too much for the Buddhists. Thank you for using GTL. This is a prepaid call from Bobby. I'm fading. I burned through a lot of my uh, my uh, energetic angst. I think in our pre-phone calls, we were. Ta- I'm hitting the tail end of it when we started. So much for fuckery. Great. I really wanted to get the shtick too. Fuck. Hey, maybe later you can call me when I'm fat tongued. You think I won't when I will? Eyebrows up. Eyebrows up. Hey, uh, you guys were mentioning uh, about the fellow with the dentures, and it made me wonder, what is dental care like? Is there any? Yeah, when I came down, I had two wisdom teeth, and one was, like, cracked. They took, pulled that in uh, quarantine, and then they got rid of the the other one, I think, at the next, the first or second joint. The second joint I was at, maybe? Oh, you missed a story about quarantine. You were there for 44 days, and you had a wisdom tooth surgery? Yeah, I had it yanked out of my fucking skull. And what's, what's that like? I, I feel like the dentist probably has, like, a pair of uh, vice grips and some sort of big leather jackboot on your face. And he's like, uh, this is going to hurt you, then a lot more than it's going to hurt me. <laughs> no, uh, they actually have, uh, you know, like quarantine, that's the thing they do. They go through your health and they go through your dental to make sure, like, by the time you get to a joint, that you're not completely falling apart because the, there's not, you know, full dentistry available and, and full health care available um, at each joint. So the joints would be like, hey, why don't you assholes take care of this before they, so that's what happened. And uh, you go through, like, the dental thing when they uh, look at your grill, they decide what they're going to do. And I was like, yeah, this wisdom's tooth is cracked, so it's bothering me. And they yanked it out, which was actually looked like a real dentist office. Um, now they look like uh, maybe like what a dentist office. Like, because there was one at Kenross, and it looks like a dentist office in the 70s, probably, like wood paneling everywhere. Something <laughs> like shitty, like old, old equipment and stuff. Pissed off uh, dentist assist, dental assistants there and shit. Nice. No, I, I was an experience. I don't know. How, how the hell did you still have wisdom teeth? Wait a minute. This was, I'm trying to do some quick math here. You you touched down when you were 33? Well, I was younger than I am now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, early, like, beginning of the, just getting into the 30s. And, uh, yeah, I had wisdom teeth, and they didn't, I got a nice little straight grill, and they, they 
they didn't fuck my upper teeth up right so they just I never got pulled the bottom ones did because they were like starting to make my teeth a little cramped so I got those yanked out but uh your wisdom teeth took were. as long to come in as your mustache no they came in way before my mustache <laughs> they showed up and were like where's the stash this guy still shaves and I was like yeah nope <laughs> as it showed up to the party not really very prompt the old facial hair on the kid so uh, we're still waiting we hear we hear it's going to show up soon yeah if a groundhog sees its shadow you got a good chance so are there holidays in prison can we have an episode about that uh, I guess uh, Canadian Thanksgiving was uh, uh, I don't know a few weeks ago so she was asking about um, if there's celebrations I imagine there's a cook-up or something for Christmas, right? Thanksgiving, we do big, usually do big shit on Thanksgiving. Um, spend a lot of money on that and plan the cook-up around that. Christmas, too, yeah. Yeah, we do our own little things in here. We don't, like, exchange gifts or anything. But, uh, yeah, we'll cook up. That's what that's, like, any excuse for a cook-up usually, uh, is usually isn't missed. What the hell is a Canadian Thanksgiving? Thank you. Thank you. I knew I buried the headline or the lead. I mean, that's, that's really, thank, so can't, now, wait, now in the, in, a, in the U.S., we're Americans, we're pretty much idiots, uh, and I kind of, I kind of, what, I'm, I'm kind of look up to Canada right, nowadays. All right, go ahead. I, I kind of, right, I've been looking up to Canada lately, like, yeah. particularly for the last four years, like, Canada, you know, you look like a good destination. Uh, British Columbia looks lovely. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, I hear Alberta is the most conservative province, but it, that can't be that bad. There's a whole French, you know, province that's culturally diverse and fun. I, I don't really know. I don't know much about Canadian food, but Canadian Thanksgiving. So, so Canada has. So Canada also has a day where they celebrate being shitty to the indigenous people of the continent. That's that's yeah, but it, yeah, but a Canadian Thanksgiving is probably they were just uh, it never turned. <laughs> you know what I mean? A Canadian Thanksgiving might be like the inverse, like they came there and were real shitty. The Indians were shitty to them, and then the Canadians were just nice the rest of the time to them. Super polite, yeah. And then they watch Canadian football. That's <laughs> for an eight poutine. Yeah, the, the, I've recently learned about uh, poutine, but I don't know what the hell poutine is. Do you, um, do you want uh, describe it for me? I've never Googled it. I've seen French it mentioned. It's what? French fries with gravy on it. And it makes sense. I mean, potatoes. Why not? You put potatoes on that. Uh, uh, gravy on mashed potatoes. You know what I mean? French fries, and uh, I'm thinking this is like a breakfast white gravy with. Some sort of sausage? No, brown gravy. Huh. Yeah, I don't have any beef with that. That's No, not at all. Much like most... Vancouver doing a hell of a job with the decriminalization and, like, the, the safe injection site, the, like, scaling back the war on drugs. Yeah, I think they have a... I think they're the only providence that has um, a somewhat leftist sort of... Um, I don't know, parliament? I, I don't know how they run their governments in this, but I, I, from what I understand, uh, listening to some uh, other podcast the other day, I think they're like democratic socialists or 
so, you know, something where you're like, oh, wow, that's, uh, I didn't know that about uh, the government of that one particular province. Interesting, but smart enough. West Coast. They're smart enough not to let me in there or anyone with felonies and shit. <laughs> and they're like, no, you guys stay down there. Oh, that's another one that's off the list? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, fuck them. I'm done with them. Nah, they're all right. They're right. They're right not to want. They're like, hey, remember the shit you guys were saying like to the Mexicans just a minute ago? Yeah, yeah, that applies to you. <laughs> like, Wait, that's not fair. We're lighter skinned. <laughs> right. Not, not light enough, you bastards. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Yeah, you're right. I, you can't blame them. Hey, what am I? Uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, hell of a sex, hell of a sex position. <laughs> <laughs> That's to, to do with gravy, right? And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know that I want to. I'm not doing a poutine joke. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> All right, what's what's next? Uh, it's not like I have them all lined up. Uh, she does uh, definitely agree. Uh, she's happy with uh, Joe's decision about his daughter and about um that whole aspect. I don't see any questions in there oh i think we got some questions here uh no i think we've gone over that um we've gone over that as well we've gone over Do that you want to tease a little bit uh, while you're looking go ahead keep going through there i, I can take this one so we were going to do and we've kind of been trying to figure out when where how the why is obvious um a political episode because there's a lot that I don't know the viewers know about our politics, especially uh, Captain Freddy's are rather interesting. And uh, we agree on a lot of things. We disagree on politics. Not as much as you might think. We're not, you know. We're polar not, opposites. Yeah, we're not polar opposites. Just one of us is more extreme than the other. And, uh, you know, we we're, we're kind of thinking about doing it today, but we decided to, to knock this off first because we wanted to give it some thought. Lest we alienate a large viewership, to which I said, if you do it today, I'm in this mood. Fuck them. If you're, like, you're offended and you don't want to hear it, eat it. So we decided to maybe wait uh, a day. Because well, I got a tomorrow, last day of freedom before I'm back in shackles in the old dungeon on sanctions. Yeah, and that, so. that's probably a terrible idea from yours truly. But there's going to be uh, uh, an election while you're not available. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like, well, that's not going to be – I mean, that's there's so much you – know, the only thing is it's so polarizing, and people are so split by it. You know, that's uh, – it's like, well, do I want to piss off half the listeners if I say this? And then if I say this, do I want to piss off the other half of the listeners? And it's like, well, I don't like either of you guys. I don't like either team. I don't like uh, the sport. I, you know, like, eh, uh I, I can agree with you about this, and hey, you guys on the other side, I agree with you about that. You know, so I don't know. We'll 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 do it. You know, I don't know. I just don't want to be too preachy or douchey or uh, I don't know. Whatever. A lot of people are thinking this shit, and if you're if you're listening to this, I'm going to tell you this. If you're listening to this uh, experiment we got going on, and you're too. Uh, Close-minded to even entertain any other ideas or, or, or thoughts on something. If you're so solidified in in uh, in your stance on every everything, then uh, I'm not. I don't miss the loss. Like beat, beat it, 
You know what I mean? Like I, I really don't. We, we've already made a decision that we're not placating or we're not placating to uh, to satisfy or, or to uh, appease certain groups. And uh, if, if that's your stance, then go listen to something else, man. Flat out. You know what I mean? I don't. And I don't Damn, know Joe talking, Biden. I, I think. Uh, how dare you? I think our. Uh, I think our viewers are, uh, and if they're not, and if they're not open-minded enough, we'll get them there. Uh, yeah, but see, I don't even like that stance because think of all the advertising dollars we're losing when you even say stuff like that. You know, you're you're really pressing my bit here. You're really pressing my stick here. You're not. Uh, you know, I don't even believe anyone's actually listening to this. <laughs> I have an idea that this is just you're you have a lot of free time after work and you just sit around and send me J create JPay accounts and just send them randomly to me and then uh, you're not even recording any of this any of this shit. It's just me and you talking and then you making comments as as uh, characters from around the world. I am somewhat creative. I am somewhat creative in that. I do have multiple uh Facebook accounts. I don't think there's anything to lose. That I set up on purpose just to argue with myself, and I some I think I blame Phil Hendry for that. So, thank you, Mr. Hendry. I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. I've won the last three. You got it. No, you're not getting two in a row. I'll extend this to where it's really just all right. All right, what? We're 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 not. Is this okay? I get. I'll, I'll I'll take over. Uh, what are visitations like? So, uh, yeah, some really crazy stuff does happen on vacation, on visitations. Uh, like the time I was in uh, a, a visitation with uh, Mama C, and, you know, the guy next to me, uh, he's talking to his mom, and a small woodland creature jumps out of her purse. Now, I don't even know how she's got the purse in there, because usually you got to put that in a locker. Um, but then this little thing that I, I'm just going to call you for using Gizmo. Prepaid call from. It's me, hole. We're taking someone to the hole. Say what? Hey, they're taking someone to the, what's in the back? I want to start. Should we end on a game of silent chicken? Should it just go to the uh, ending credits? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm vibing over here. I'm really feeling some Canada love. That's old Canada. That yeah, that's the old Canada. It's not picking up over here. Uh, damn it. Yeah, I feel like now I want to watch some hockey. Be, be super polite. Watch some hockey. Mispronounce words. I think the whole polite thing is great. Like, why can't just... Write, why, you you so know what? No, yeah, they're happier than us. Yeah, they're happy. Well, yeah, if I, if you were always unhappy, you'd be an asshole too. And and geographically, they live, we uh, we're way better geographically. Like our shit's way nicer down here. We have way more, you know, environmental reasons to be happy. Nope, they still got us. Yeah, they're well, kinda, um, they're kind of like they've done a real good job just like staying off the radar, as you will. You <laughs> know what I mean? As far as like globally, like yeah, we're not really a threat. Um, like we'll pitch in like here and there, but like, yeah, you guys go do your thing. Like figure it out. You guys fight over whatever we'll be over here. I, there's Ty Kenny. He just, just gets so mad here and there. Like we were in Desert Storm or whatever the fuck they, whatever canteens they were carrying back and forth for, for the real fighters. 
I mean, come on, you're better than us. You guys are better than us. I'm going to take shots at you, you know? And you're not going to do anything about it. You're not fighters. You know what I mean? You're going to take it on the chin. And and I, why, why, why shouldn't you? And you're, you're punching up. It's not like you're punching down and being a jerk. You're not picking on um, anybody. You're picking on people that are better than us. So, you know, as a whole, as a collective, I, I know that's a pretty big generalization. We probably shouldn't do that. But, uh, you know... It's kind of true. Yeah, you. William Shatner's not better than me. Wait, he's Canadian. Yeah, I'm out. Nope. Mm-hmm. He's like the one. People, he's like the one celebrity people reference when they're like they're naming all the greats, like just wonderfully nice people. Over there. And they're like, but but they're also a Shatner. So, and I don't know why. That's like a derogatory thing, but I'll go with it. I mean. Yeah, I don't know why Shatner. Yeah, we can dogpile. That's uh, um, I'll go groupthink and meet you there. Oh, Canada is also a pretty short song. It looks like a minute, less than a minute and a half. There's got to be played. Man. Do you think they got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's other shit. I think that, you know where we might have more like uh, sunshine and beaches or tropical stuff, and that's easy for me to say because I'm in Florida. But oh, I don't know jack shit about snow. You know what I mean? They create whole whole festivals. I mean, of course it snows here as well, but I don't know. It seems like they got better hockey players. They got less people, yet they're better at their snow sports, ice sports. I wish they would just take Michigan, and then I would just be co-opted into being Canadian. Are you not not allowed in Canada or just British Columbia? I don't know the difference. Not allowed past the border. I've, I got the whole family thrown out when I was 19, the first time I ever tried to leave the country. Got into it with a, with a Mountie. I believe it was a Mountie, a border uh, car. They pulled us over. They looked at, took one look in the van. They're like, yeah, okay, so there's a bunch of white-looking people, and then this, uh, I don't know, ambiguously ethnic guy with a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, yeah, we're going to search your van. Like, pull up here. And I spit on the ground. I got I was like, kind of like getting over a cold, and I spit on the ground when I got out. And uh, this Canadian, this... Canadian guy was. I had great grandma was in the car and everything, and uh, we were on vacation, and uh, I started just. He's like, "Don't you spit on the ground here to whatever," and I just started. I'm like, "I don't respect my country." You think? Not only do I not respect my country, I'm like an active rebellion against my country. You think I give a fuck about your? And just was going on all kinds of uh, anti-Canadian. Like I, I don't know. Like I get Canuck, right? Like that's like a derogatory, right? I was calling him that shit, and just then they're like. Yeah, but you guys are gone. And they just kicked us right back out of the country. We had a U-turn right back out of the country and drive. And I'm just like, just just getting into it with old pops about it. I'm like, you didn't even have my back. <laughs> like, you didn't even have, you just let me, oh, you're just going to let me fight the fucking, the dude, he's a giant Canadian dude, like huge. He would have just pummeled me. But, uh, yeah, it just tossed me out. I got the whole family thrown out of the country. And uh, I went back. Maybe I was like 17. I went back later when I was I was 19 or 20, but you can drink there when you're 19. And uh, Uncle, Uncle Al, who lives in Detroit, took me up there so we could go drink. And then... Uh, the Funkle. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. I was welcome back in. And uh, 
just anytime I bring that story up, just the, the old parental units just like shake their head like Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I, I think I think myself and every other viewer slash listener is shaking their head, and there's a a bit of empathy that's going out from me to the Saint producer. That's like adolescent Bobby. Oh God, what a handful. <laughs> Like uh, if I just can't imagine you like you're gonna go over to I just can't imagine going to like another country, spitting on the ground in front of one of their security forces, and then looking up at a huge you know Canadian officer and being like, yeah, what of it? I I shit on my country. I'll shit on your country. That's like you're gonna walk into like I don't know some other culture's house. You get invited in and they're like, yeah, we take our shoes off when we you know we, we we take our shoes off when you come in the house. And you're like. I ain't taking my fucking shoes off. And then you moonwalk across the <laughs> carpet. With muddy feet. Yeah, yeah, how about that? <laughs> and I know, I just sit down on the couch and put my feet on the table. I'm like, what are we eating, though? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, enough about the shoes. <laughs> oh, you're so worried about that? Everyone out, and then on the way out, I'm like, what is their problem? <laughs> what kind of, what's up with them? Uptight, huh? Yeah, I knew those Japanese people were a little bit uptight, but you know, they're rude, too. Jeez. But think about the, what the Americans are. They're still, they're better. Though. Think about what the American version was. I would have just been, they would beat the shit out of me. <laughs> it just fucked me up. It fucked me up and throw me back, throw me back into Mexico or whatever. It would have detained me. That's where maybe Singapore gets it right. Don't you get caned for doing spitting on the ground and shit in Singapore? Maybe. I don't know. Well, send me over there. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably rapidly. Listen, uh, you guys are too little. I think they're short, right? You guys are too little. Get out of my way. You call that a cane? Yeah, but we need to pull the plug on this. <laughs> I, it, we're rapidly deteriorating. We're taking on water. Uh, there's bow hatches open. Water's going in. She's starting to list. Yeah, you do. You've been a red ass all day. And, uh, and now that we're bringing up stories from your adolescence... It's like uh, empowering you. Uh, Second win. Yeah. uh, Under Captain's orders, we are now going to pull the plug. Uh, We gone. We gone. To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, go to notesfromthepen.com. This has been another Notes from the Pen production. Um, You know, at some point, I'm ready to... I think we're going to have to do the Guy Ritchie one, but, you know... I don't know. I'm going to let you dictate. I needed a remote, mate. My TV's fucked. And then someone just came hot at me. He's like, hey, call me when you're done. So I think I might be able to change my channels again. Oh, you might have found... Hey, if you're not allowed to have a remote in there, how is there a plethora of remotes in there? That's not like something small. Well, people make them. Uh. You take buttons apart, and they're really just circuits and shit, and wires, and you just... You know what I mean? You create like a port, you plug it into your TV, and then click, click, click. Uh, you got soldering tools? Yeah, you make them. Yep, I learned. See, in level four, I learned how to make all that shit because I was, man, this should have been on the show. I uh, There's two approaches in level four. You go without or you learn how to do it. Joe was the go without guy. I was to learn how to do it. So I learned how to put take numbers out of shit, like property, because who was you bought off the streets? take the number out of it, how to put the number in it, how to create the thing that melts the plastic to put it in, how to create the thing 
You want to hear how to make uh, a soldering gun? Uh, you want to save it for an episode? No, go ahead. Tell me. Well, we could splice this in. So, well, I don't care. So you, we have these adapters you plug in. All the people used for tattoo guns and shit, and they got a little, they got a little uh, knob where you can turn the voltage up or down. What are they supposed to be for, though? They're not. You're not allowed to have a tattoo gun. So what the hell do you no, have them for? They're for tape players. They're for tape players when they had tape players in here. Okay. And they're grandfathered in, so if you still if you had a tape player, even though no one fucking listens to tapes anymore, they still have to allow you to buy it because for the guys who still have it, like, hey, man, I need a goddamn adapter. So <clears throat> they try to get rid of them. So you take the adapter, and it's got one of those four-prong crosses, you know, with different size prongs on the end wire. And uh, you take a pencil. Four-prong cross. But I'm going to go plug it into the wall, and instead of just having two or maybe three, it's got four? No, no, no. You plug... you. Yeah, you plug the uh, the actual plug part into the outlet. It's this big square box, or it's a square box. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Normal. And then coming, yeah, and then coming off that at the end of like the the wire shit is a four cross thing, and it's uh it's got like two different size plugs, and then male parts, and then on the other side of it, it's got two different size female parts. So depending on you know, it's just a bunch of different um, size. Uh, fixtures so in case you know you're gonna you know some things you plug in are are like almost like a male and you got to have a female thing to plug in it's like the adapter it could it could do yeah. this for that or it could do this for this yep depending on what kind it's a universal adapter so you take a pencil and you shave like you peel the wood back so the um the lead sticking like pretty decently far out you know half an inch or whatever and you take a, a tack and you make about like halfway up or a third of the way up like an inch up from the um, lead, so in the wood part, you make a hole, and then you take one one copper wire, hook it to part of the like the male part of the adapter, the base part of it, and then that goes into the the other end of that wire goes into the hole that you made with the tack, and then you take another wire and you put it around the the tip of the male part of the adapter, and then that gets wrapped around the um, the exposed lead at the end. And then you turn the, the heat up on the uh, adapter, and then you wear gloves, and then that bitch gets hot as hell. What t- do you have, like, lineman gloves or just your uh, it's cold outside mittens? Yep. Mm-hmm. We double up on those. Your pencil starts smoking and shit, and if you use it too long, you can, like, smell it and stuff. But So that's how you, like, put numbers and solder and shit like that. Your soldering tool is a number two pencil with two wires one wrapped around, one jammed in it, mm-hmm. connected to a, uh, I guess it's a, an adapter for charging stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then I, like, I secure, like, I put, like, I'll secure all the wires because it's, like, you know, it's it's kind of fragile. So I'll take, like, rubber, like, uh, I'll tie shit, like, cloth around it to, like, secure everything so it's all stuck together real good and it's not going to keep popping out. And so uh, when shit would break with me and Joe, like, I had to learn how to, when, you know, the thing they give you is fucked up in here, like, last, you plan obsolescence, like, the, the the shit goes out on your earbuds and your CL20s, which are your, like, headphones. And instead of going without for the night, I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to crack these bitches open and figure out how to fucking fix these things my own, myself. And uh, so Joe was all, once, by the time me and him were bunkers, I knew how to do all it. So stuff would happen to his, and he'd go, let fix this for me. And i go, you fix it. He go. I don't know how to do it. I go. I didn't know how to do it either, asshole. Like I sat there and I'll show you. I'll walk you through it. Man, fuck it. I'll just wait for tomorrow. And he just sit up there with nothing to listen to, no TV to watch. And he's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Dude, you, 
you're not going to do this though. Fix it. No, I'll just, and then I, he'd end up at work and I'd end up fixing it for him. <laughs> you know, while I'm mad while I'm doing it. I'm like, motherfucker, you're a piece of shit. And I'd fix it for him and get it back. But good look, bro. <laughs> I guess he's a shit. So I had to, like, I taught myself how to do all that because I wasn't just, I'm in level four anyways. You're like in for the whole night. You're not going nowhere. I'm like, I'll figure out how to do this shit. And so I don't do any of that stuff anymore, but I know how to do it. You have one minute remaining. So if you were going to change tubes or something and you needed to get rid of some numbers that are in the back that are like, I don't know, the serial numbers or whatever, and that's how you would solder them out or change them? No, no, that's just putting new numbers in. you got to take them out by taking something that's like scraping it and then sanding it, and then you get all the way down to where you take a piece of like wool blanket and you put toothpaste on it because it's gritty and then really polish it out. You know what I mean? Where you get it, that shit takes so long to do. God. The old nine finger Mexican got really fast at doing it. I don't know how he was doing it so fast. Yeah, he's that missing a digit. <laughs> yeah, why do you think he is? You know, absolutely. All right, I gotta fucking uh, go grab this remote board. Long enough, we don't need no viewer questions or anything. Uh, I'm, I'm still at the dock. I still, I'm not even unloaded yet. What? All right. Well, here, you, you want them now? Yeah. Do, did you already have something worked out? No. Do you already have something worked out? Nah. What are you thinking? Uh, this is. Uh... Hey, this is Marshall. You're listening to Notes from the Pen podcast. Uh, uh, fight off your rape. Preds, fight off sex preds. I don't know. Uh, hey, this is uh, oh the nine finger boros here. Uh, hey, this is uh, this is Marshall, the 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 MDOC, the Cookie Monster of MDOC. <laughs> eat, I'll eat your cookies and beat up. I'll eat your cookies and beat up your eating cookies and hitting predators with locks since since 2013. <laughs> Being uh, fighting off sex preds doesn't make you gay. All right, so listen, you coach him. And then he'll deliver, you know, you can give him, like, four, three or four different ones. This is Marsha, a.k.a. the Kelly Bundy of Parnell, and he was in the Notes of the Pen podcast. Thank you for using GTL.